Welcome to the evolution of culture, hustle culture, which has naturally played itself out. Welcome to the Hustle Culture Hater Club Podcast. We don't glamorize hustle. We promote empowerment over exhaustion. Your life, your biz, your rules. And now your host, Heather Kehoe, bringing F-bombs and truth bombs. This is the Hustle Culture Hater Club. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. Uh, today, I've got a special guest with me who I was watching her on Instagram. And as you know, I have went through my own mental health uh, journey, I would say, because it's it's a constant journey. And what really appealed to me is she is a mom of um, a teen who struggles with um, mental health. And I just, I absolutely loved how raw she was and real and authentic. And I just thought, I, fuck, I love this woman and I need to just connect with her. And I really wanted to bring her on to tell a story from a mom's point of view. So Chrissy Reynolds is with me today. We finally connected and um, <laughs> she is reporting live from Big Sky, Montana. Hey, hi guys. My name is Christy. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. Yes. Yes. I was so excited. It's important to share stories, inspire people and, you know, inspire hope and educate the world with our stories, you know? So I appreciate you having me. 100%. And you know what? It's, it's nice because a lot of times, honestly, I find when we're on social media and we you just see adults talking about it more, right? But it's very rare that you actually see parents talking about it because it's it's almost like this like ooh taboo to be like at you know almost admitting like well my kid this like did I fail as a mom right did I fail as a parent and it's like that I, I think that was like one of the biggest things when I saw that I'm like holy shit the world needs more of this. The world needs more Christie's that are just being like, hey, this is what I deal with every day. And, you know, this is what I've been through. And, um, it, you know, like it makes other people feel like they're not alone. So, yeah, it's so it, it's funny that you bring that up because that is honestly the reason why I started sharing mm-hmm. um, when, I, you know, because Iris had been my daughter had been struggling for. uh since we had moved up here, actually, because I mean, it was a very, very vulnerable time for her sixth grade. Yeah. Going, and it's hormones and, you know, all that kind of stuff going and it, it was a rough go. And and so when I had finally taken her to the doctor and got her a little mini assessment going and they referred her to the ER and, you know, I did that whole process and then mm-hmm. I stayed over at the ER for three days and. Her very first stay in the uh, children's psychiatric facility up here in Montana, um, Chaudaire, Um I had dropped her. I I dropped her and got her stuff and was waiting in the lobby. And there was another mom in there. Mm-hmm. And just that whole process, though, of like tr- dropping your kid off somewhere where 
Like you don't, you know that they've never been, you don't know what it's like. Yeah. You don't know people, you know, you know, she doesn't want to be here anymore. You can't keep her safe. Like there's just so many, so much emotion and, and questions, you know, behind all that. And as amazing as the facility, was things to me in the process their focus was on her not me right you know so it was her comfortability her safety you know and I just felt so alone in that process but when I had when I had taken her stuff in and was waiting in the lobby there was a mom in the lobby and I you know that was my time to connect you know I'm for sure you know I I was like she's got to be feeling the same way I'm feeling right and I'm like so your kiddos, you know, your kiddos in here too. And cause she had a bag of stuff and she's like, yeah, my son is his second time. Learn. And it was right yeah. there that it clicked with me Yeah, that this, like, it's not talked about enough. Yeah. It's, it's not okay that parents feel that way towards their kids. You know what I For mean? Sure. And it's stigma. It's a stigma to have to talk about, you know, your kids. Um, needing help but I was I was very open about it because I because of the black cloud that I felt around me mm-hmm. for a kid who had mental health issues I was like fuck that shit yeah yeah totally I'm not stop me from talking about this is nothing kid yeah and I'm not gonna let anybody let me feel like there is wrong something wrong with the way I've parented or for sure. something wrong because sometimes health issues, you know what I mean? Like, and nobody's life is perfect. We all go through trauma. And I just, I wish that parents would honestly, for just to be blunt, pull their heads out. It's not about them. It's about their kid. Yeah. It's saving your child's life. And it's just, it's been so much, it's for attention, you know? And I'm like, no, we gotta, I, I got, I got, talk about it. I can't, I can't take it anymore, you know? And I love it. I love that. I I love the approach. So so take me back. We were talking a little bit about life before Montana. So you were living in Southern California. Um, and now you've got how many children? So I have two kids. Um, I'm 14 and then my oldest is Skylar. She's, she just turned 22. Okay. Two. Yeah. Um, and she, she lives in Oregon. Okay. Perfect. So you're in California. How are things with Iris there? Um, so California was really rough. Um, that was when I was in my abusive relationship for about six years. And that's where a lot of, um, the trauma comes from. Right. Her, um, because she was so young, her dad took her from me when she was two years old. Um, and I didn't know where she was for four months and I had mm-hmm. to go to court to this abusive relationship that I was in. Um, like she was, she had been through two years of therapy down mm-hmm. there, you know, it, it was rough, but yeah. she was starting to get a little bit better, but she always internalized things, but she had friends. And, and, you know, when I got out, we, we were on our own. She was, she was doing much better. Yeah. Um, but then I think a couple of years after when we moved up here is when, you know, usually trauma takes time to for sure to catch up. up. Yeah. And I, that's when it all caught up and, and, uh, it was, it was bad. Yeah. So, but I, she was in track, she was mm-hmm. in basketball, 
I mean, she was doing all that stuff before we moved up here. And then we moved up here and she was. Just stopped. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know when I went through, I always call it my, my uh, mental breakthrough, not my mental breakdown. Yeah, um, yeah. But people always say, well, what, was there a certain trigger? Was there some, and you know, there's nothing that pops out in my mind. Um, after all doing all the work and you know, the personal growth that I've done, I've realized it was a whole bunch of shit I didn't deal with. It was like, it, that's all it was, was on, you know, process trauma that I, I just keep right. pushing down, pushing down. Right. And then all of a sudden it was just that one day where everything, like, it was like my world just fucking collapsed. Right. And so now for certain people, they're like, yeah, you know what? There was, there was like a trigger. It was something that reminded them, right. Of what they, they were pushing down. So I'm sure you've been asked that, right. Was it just, well, you know, was she showing signs and this and that. So does anything come to mind? Um, it, it was a lot, like you said, it's a lot of little things that um, accumulate over time. And, you know, I just, you know, like a lot of parents do, I'm like, well, it's probably the move. Well, it's right. probably, it's probably her hormones. You know, she's, she's now into that mm -hmm. age, you know, life and, oh, it's probably getting used to drama at school. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to justify it with that other stuff, not realizing that she had been telling me the whole time with right. her and with right. words right that been struggling and i just wasn't listening yeah so it was an accumulation it finally for me my the eye opener for me was when she was in therapy it was even it was even before she went to show dare her therapist told me how depressed she was and she explained it and i was like Oh, I'm so sorry. Like that was yeah. that, that, that day that I, I remember that day, but I, you know, for her, it, it was just an, a bunch of things right. that. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, I, I think about my teenage girls, right. And it's, we all, we think back and we're like, shit, was there signs that I missed? Right. And, but I get it. Like teenage girls, it's like, they can be bitchy and just. You know what I mean? It's like they talk to you when they need something. So it's like, okay, well, is this normal behavior? Like how, how bad is it? Right. And, and I mean, this is taken to the extreme, but we, you know, all these school shootings that happen in the U S right. And a lot of times they are right. young. I mean, pretty much all of them are young males. Right. But it's like, okay, so did the parents, you know, people are so quick to blame the parents. Well, how did they not know? Like, how did they not see anything? Right. And it's like you can hide things very well. And people think of depression as that you're walking around like Eeyore, right? On Winnie the Pooh. Like that's what people think. And it's like, man, I know people that are high functioning people that are so like depressed that like it would blow your mind. And so as parents, it's like, man. I mean, we're not watching our kids all the time and especially as teenagers, right? They don't want us around. And it's like, well, where, you know, where's that line of, is there something actually wrong to being like, oh, they're just a moody teenager. Right. Okay. So, so I, I, 
things that like if I would have paid more attention, more attention, geez, <laughs> more. Um, <laughs> if I had, you know, under, I guess understood or, or known right. the signs like drastic physical changes. OK, we think that that is a normal phase for teens to go through like, oh, all of a sudden I'm going to be emo or, you know, what they call emo or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. You know, their style, if it is drastic, that's a sign. Right. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Usually Trying to be somebody they're not. not. Right. Right. Um, they're. So like on the weekends, if, if they're normally doing things, mm-hmm. um, being active and then all of a sudden that stops. Yeah. Again, the drasticness of it, even though if it's one small thing, like they're sleeping in until noon now, instead of getting up at eight, that right. sign. Because right. yeah, our teens need more sleep for sure. But not, not like it's not like that's of their, their mood changing. Not just like, not just like how we perceive our, our kids right. being moody. Cause they're on their, you know, that time of the month. For um, sure. And you know, we can all be bitches, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's the whole like things that they used to find that were funny. They're just yeah, like not just not anymore. Yeah, yeah, like the no. total their their whole personality. Has, yeah, as total parents like yeah, I I was like okay maybe she's just you know mad yeah. or and she doesn't know how to deal with it and you know and then we try to pry and then we then right. we blame in a sense like oh you're not coming to me and you're not telling me things they don't know how yeah they don't you know i mean it shit i'm 41 and i still have a hard time mm-hmm. explaining you know what i mean and yeah i and i know that also that is another thing that i had to pull my head out of my ass about because if i don't start modeling i've never done it she's still gonna mm-hmm. have a hard time at least she'll learn a little bit before she moves out. You know, I, I need sure. to start modeling. So, but that's another thing, like parents that we need to do a better job of is letting our kids express them, their emotions. Yeah. Not making them bottle it up yeah. and hide it. Um, yeah. And feel ashamed for having them, you know, even for if sure. our, that, yeah. we have to better because we know better. I mean, and yeah. even if we didn't. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's generational, right? It's things that, okay, just because our parents had this belief system of, you know what, like, don't stop crying or whatever. Right. And, and I think about that. Mm -hmm. I think about as a parent where I'd be somewhere and I'd say to my kid, Hey, stop crying. And I'm like, Oh, why did I do that shit? Right. And then I can go down this crazy spiral because nobody tells us how to parent. Okay. We're just trying to freaking raise these human beings. Yep. And nobody tells us. And we think back, okay, well, what did my parents say? So yep. I said that. And then it was like, okay, this, that's wrong. Right. And, but they they did it because their parents did it and so on and so forth. But somebody needs to stop it. And I think too, in, and this is where I really tie it into like the whole hustle culture mentality, right? People think the hustle culture is just about work. It is not. It is about like everyday life with your family, Right. Like I look at some people and it's like their kids, they don't talk to each other at all. Right. They're they've got all their heads are buried in their cell phones at dinner, at 
in the first thing in the morning at e- there is no communication and they're running here and running there and it's you know they have no time for their kids at all and then they wonder like right, right. oh yeah and it's like holy yep. shit you know what when you think back when you're on your deathbed you what what do you have to report how did you right. make a difference in anybody's life cuz your kids are going to go model the behavior that you're doing yep exactly yep so it's you know it's so important to realize i get it we're all you know busy life is is it's running at a different speed but being present right and and noticing the cues and so i mean you said okay so she went to her therapist and and you were maybe not aware of some of the things and then to so tell me what the i mean the center that that the psychiatric i mean obviously that's kind of like holy shit this shit's real oh explain that process yeah like take me back to that to be because i i think a lot of people don't really understand that they're like well okay so you go talk to a therapist and you take some medication and um you know and it's it's really hard for people to understand and from and i mean i under i get it because I was there, right? And then you go and talk to a psychiatrist and sometimes they make you feel even more <laughs> crazier, right? And it's, so I, I, I really am so interested to know from, because she was how old at this time? She was 12. Okay, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> so this therapist... So I had just, you know, moved up here. I didn't really know a lot of people, obviously. And yeah. the only people that I really, you know, knew were my coworkers and my colleagues and stuff like that. So it's funny because I work, I was a behavioral interventionist. So I worked in the SPED department of okay. uh, Helena School District. And my boss knows all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I and if he knew of a good therapist, and so he referred me to his daughter's therapist, but who worked through show, she wasn't available, but her understudy was. And okay. so I, 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 I signed up right away because there, she didn't shed an opening right away for, right. for Iris and I have to wait. And so, uh, with the way that the process works, this is all about Iris, right? So mm-hmm. you go in and um, you go into the room while you wait in the, you know, obviously wait in the waiting room. You go in the room and I sit down on the couch and as our, as, as you as the parent, and I know it's scary because we feel like that we're being judged and they're going to call mm-hmm. CPS. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, I totally get it. I was there too. But working in the school district and working in after school programs like the Boys and Girls Club and just knowing the state laws like they have to. You have to be neglectful or hurting your kid mm-hmm. and for them to call. Right. Right. So, like you have to be honest with them. Like I had to sit there and tell them all of the. Tra- yeah. Trauma sure. that I put myself in situation. You know what I mean? Like I had to take responsibility for that. So on top of that, and I've done all the work with that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't as hard for me to tell her therapist that. For sure. But but it, 
just as a fair warning for adults, like it's going to be hard. Um, But this also shows your child that it's okay. Yeah. No, it starts the healing process for them too. And you, you are going to go through ups and downs too after that process. For it's, sure. it's a beautiful process. It really yeah. is. It hurts. Yeah. But also in taking ownership of that, you, you just feel so much better about yourself. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I fucked up. I fucked up. Yeah. I'm taking, I'm taking yeah. responsibility for it. Like nobody totally. else. You're like, yeah, I did. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so sitting at so at, sitting there, it was after her session, and usually she just walks out. I wait in the waiting room. She's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, will you come back back for a minute?" I'm like, "Okay." And so she debriefed me a little bit there. Uh, that whole confidentiality thing mm-hmm. between yeah. the yeah, right. So I don't get to know a lot of stuff unless Iris says it's okay, right. Um, and that's what her therapist tells me. And I 110% respect that. I don't yep. cry. Yeah. And you know, because Iris usually tells me anyway. Right. Like, what was yeah. Um, maybe not all of it, but so I was sitting there and Iris was sitting next to me on the left hand side. And she, um, there's a time when we were still wearing masks, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And it was about the dishes. I had been harping her, harping on her about the dishes and chores, right? That's okay. what, that's what yeah. parents, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Teach them, you know? Yeah. Totally. You know, yeah, she knows how to do the dishes. Like, well, I don't have to do them every day. I'm like, hey, it's just what we do. We got to, you know, contribute to the household. Yeah. Uh, you know, all that extra stuff you want, that helps. You know, you're earning that, that kind of, the whole thing, like parents do, right? For sure. But hearing her, you know, she's depressed. I didn't really understand that. Um, I didn't know she was, yep. was, and her therapist come, you know, sat me down. She's like, so we just had to come, you know, a few things. And I just wanted to, me to kind of, you know, talk to you a little bit about, cause it's really hard for her to express herself. I'm like, no, I get it. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, she's like, she really, really honestly, physically cannot do those dishes. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Of all the things, like I, I was thinking, oh shit, what did I do? Did I right. say something? All the things that you're going through your head that the therapist is probably going to say, you know, I was bashing on my mm-hmm. myself. I was like, and then at first I was a little bit irritated. I was like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? You got somebody else telling me you can't do the dishes now. Are you right. really, you yeah. know, that is the first immediate instinct. I'm going to yeah. be honest. We're human. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. are you? And then, and then I was like, okay, but wait, I need to process that differently because obviously this is hard for her, Yeah, you know? And, and then the therapist, you know, started saying, she's like, yeah, she, um, and then she started to describe depression and how it really Mm -hmm. affects the brain. She is totally different and it is like 10 times harder. I'm like, oh fuck. And I think I said that out too. I was like, I. I looked at Iris and I was like, I am so sorry. It like yeah. clicked right then yeah. and there what it was. And then, you know, my boyfriend doesn't, didn't understand. I'm sure he still doesn't, but you know, he would get up on her or get upset sure. about it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She doesn't have to do any chores right now. All she's doing is surviving. Yeah. That's all her to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what a, uh, what a uh, like, aha moment right for you like holy shit the dishes right yep 
the dishes. And it, you know, with that, that aha moment changed the course and the path of our relationship mm-hmm. because I, I started, I, like, I opened my eyes and I understood, like, I finally fucking got it. I was yeah. like, oh. And yeah. so that's why, I, like, parents, like, you guys, your kid is not faking it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm lazy and bed and you want this, you got to do this. Like, I get it. I, and I'm For a behavioral, sure. oh, well, I am now a registered behavior technician. I passed my test on Friday. Awesome. So, Congrats. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, like uh, human behavior is like my thing. Yeah. And, but it was so different dealing with mental health and my kid. I was yeah. like, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, I hope to get the word out to parents that like, it's okay if you're like, it's okay if your kid and them having responsibilities. And all, mm-hmm. It's okay if it doesn't be years. Right. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're resilient as fuck and we will yeah. learn fast. Like think For about sure. yourself learned and how you survive. Your kid's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. Just five first, you know, it's for sure. It's crazy these days. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole other podcast. Yeah, is. <laughs> so, okay. So how old is Iris now? She's 14. She'll be 15. Okay. So take me through the September. last, the, the, so that was when she was 12. So she's now going to be going on 15. So take me through the last couple years. What has it been like? Um, so it's been, it's, it's, it was hard. It has mm-hmm. been rough. Um, especially this, this last year, 2022 mm-hmm. was the hardest year. And I've been through some shit. Yeah. But probably the hardest thing I've ever Okay. Ever had to go. Like watching your kid. Okay. We live 45 minutes away one way from from town. So that's okay. how far away I have to work, right? Oh, okay. So on top of that, and we have two stories and this is going to be a I'm just going to say trigger warning because it's we're talking about suicide and just some thoughts that I'm going to tell you guys about that I had, you know, like yeah, as a parent. For sure. Um there's times that I was afraid to leave her home by herself. Yeah. Because I didn't know what I was going to come home to. Right. Because yeah. in those intake, I to stay in that room and she talked about her thoughts and her mm-hmm. ease. He had mm-hmm. thought about herself and to hear that shit as a mom. Oh, God. Yeah. And yeah. You know, to know that your kid doesn't want to be on this earth anymore. And like, mm-hmm. they, as a mom, your whole fucking being in life is mm-hmm. to protect your kids. Yeah. You will do anything for your kids. Yeah. It will, but this is something we can't protect them from. Like, there's yeah. nothing that we can do or say. Yeah. When they're at that point, like, all we can do is be there for them. Mm-hmm. It, it's. It is, yeah. I it is the it, it was the hardest thing to even accept. Yeah, that like as a mom, there's there's she doesn't want to stay just for me. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't know how much her her not being here would affect. For sure. Yeah, just even 
so many thoughts. Yeah. Um, that go through your head and um it, it it was really rough. But I you know, I I I turned all that pain into into power. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I, me, as tough as I am, am feeling this way and going through this stuff, like there's people falling apart. And For I mean, sure. I fell apart. And yeah. I've fallen yeah. apart. I don't have any support. I don't have any of that. Like yeah. I have that. Yeah. There are people out there who don't have that. And so I was like, no, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this for, you know, to, to, to help. Yeah. To inspire. You're for not sure. alone. You're not crazy. Like this is real shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just starting to get better um, since I pulled her from school. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that was a major factor then, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And was it. Then like- that. There's a lot of, yeah, like a lot of like the environment, um, like kids, was that the, like other kids, like bullying, things like that? Yeah. So, you know, besides just that in general, you know, how that is, it's fucked up. Kids are just fucked up nowadays, but also, (laughs) they oh, oh, hey, like I said, we could have like 10 podcasts on this and I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like when my own kids and they're 21 and 16 are like, mom, there's a lot of fucked up kids. You know, there's fucked up kids, <laughs> right? Because there's fucked up parents oh, yeah. who yeah, haven't yeah. done their own work that are just like putting yeah. their baggage onto their kids. Right. Yeah. And that's what it is. That sucks, man. I know. And I feel like that's the shit we need to learn in school. But anyway, um, three school, what was the question? Just, um, yeah, school, it's gotten better since she was. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, She also had a couple personal things going on. She was sexually assaulted by a kid. Jesus. Um, Coming up next Wednesday. So um, I know you follow me and that's the coordinator. I'm always talking. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about that's another thing, like parents with bullying and anything that anything like that bullying with girls boys of girls or bullying girls like you wouldn't put up with that at work like we get mm-hmm. we get to call that harassment totally or sexual harassment yeah we, why do our kids have to put up with it that's yeah. a whole you know like uh, yeah well in this whole like well hold n- her out. you know nice girls don't say that nice girls and it's like you know what this whole shit of like no you stand up for yourself. If it, yep. you know, if somebody's bothering you, whatever you speak your mind and truth, and if they don't like it, that's a them problem. That's not a yep. you problem. Right. And it's enough of this, like prancing around, acting like everything's fine and just, you know, burying our heads in the sand. And it's like, fuck, no, no. Yeah. Right. And then victimizing the victim. Absolutely. Go tell somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. But it's, uh, and I don't know if you've experienced this. And I mean, maybe, you know, again, it's like more trauma for her, right? Going with this court date. But it's like, how many times have we seen where it, you know, a woman has been sexually assaulted and they're re-victimized in court? Every right? single time. Yep. What were you wearing? What did you say? And I'm like, is this for real? Right. Like this is this is our world. 
Like, what was she wearing? Holy Christ. Uh, right. Yeah. Why well, yeah. had an issue? Exactly. You know? uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. We could have some talks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, hoping, obviously, I'm sure in the back of your head, you're like, okay, this is a big moment, right? That she's got to go through and she's moving forward and just obviously hoping that it's not going to set her back. Right. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, but having those support systems that all is, the time. Yeah. That's- yeah. Yeah. And she- so like school wise then, so she's been, how long has she been out of school? Since March. Okay. Yeah. And just or- like, by April. Sorry, April. Okay. And like doing online stuff? No. So I I thought about it. I looked into stuff to get yeah. into a accredited program just in case she wanted to go back to school. Um it costs it's a um and I'm like, you know what? And I I, I laid out all the options for her. online, yeah, credit why, why yeah. you'd want to do that, non-accredited. Um the GED, you can go back like I, all of them. And she said, mom, I just want to take my GED and be done. Yeah. You have yeah. when that happens. So, I mean, I'm teaching her stuff that like, you know, like, like stuff that they need to know, but she doesn't need to know. Yeah. And she doesn't need, you know, all uh, that. No. Right. Or like working on herself. Yeah. Oh, you can teach your kid and real world that uh, yeah and then she just doesn't i don't care how she gets to the goal yeah you know what i mean it's really not my life if she yeah. doesn't want to get to that goal whatever but i encourage her to graduate because it's gonna help her in her life obviously sure. yeah but her goal isn't to go to college yeah so that's you know and that that's fine that's what yes. you know yeah, yeah so and i think it's that whole like societal expectation can go fuck itself Right. And I've told my kids that I'm like, you know what? You are not defined by your high school marks. You are not defined by, you know, if you don't want to go, like, I'm not one of those, like, go to school, then you graduate, then you go get a degree, then you get a job, then you get married, then you have kids, then you die. Right. right? Like, it's no, no, because honest to God, they're how old? How the hell are they supposed to know what they want to do? Right. We put these like ridiculous expectations on them and that it that's not your it it needs to stop being their validation right they they don't need to be validated by what their marks are yeah yeah you know how about the the most successful bit totally totally and it's like i get it you know if you want to be a doctor you want to be whatever yes different story right you got that you know but if you don't really know and you're like you know what i just want to I don't know. I would maybe want to own a business one day or get into like computer programming or what that is shit you can do. Right. Right. It's, it's when it feels right because pushing, and this is another thing, pushing kids into shit that they are like putting the brakes on. You're just asking for like another whole can of worms to be open. Absolutely. And, and that also affects their mental health in so many ways yeah. and your the relationship with you. It's that whole control piece, you know, yeah. parents need to pulling them for what they think they should be doing as a yep. good parent. Honestly, let it, 
let your child lead yeah. and you be that their coach or their yeah. lifetime. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's how I, you know, I love that actually. Love and care and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But you're the coach, coach yeah. them through the stuff. That yeah. You want them learning from some stranger or some kid who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, or do you want them to learn from you? Yeah. Just, that's how I look at it now. Just, yeah. I just want to be there with their experiences. I want, I want to be a part of it, not hidden sure. in the back, you yeah. know, and help. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I'm Thanks. putting that in the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it is true. Right. And, um, <laughs> I think, you know, it's, again, I like, I just love your personality. I love, of course, you drop the F bomb like I do. So you're just, you're real. Oh, right. And it's like, that's what the world needs right now. Absolutely. We're kind of done with all the fake, the facade shit. I mean, I, I don't connect with those people. Right. And, and people don't connect with me sometimes if they're just on a different, you know, alignment yeah. than me. And that's cool. Right. But in order for people to feel like they're heard and, and they're connected, they need real life stories from real human beings. Right. And those stories are how we get the connections. It's not from the right. fake shit. It's no. from the, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. And right. you know what? This woman has went through this with her daughter and, you know, this is, she's, she's out there sharing her story and trying to make a difference. Right. Cause I could tell you it's you're working against the system that is fucked up and, and it's, it's tough, right. To make any changes. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. you can only do so much, right. But you have to do what you can do and, and can have control of. And I right. guess that's, you know, too many people are trying to control something that they, it, you're just going to stress yourself out. So focus on what you, what you can do. That's all you can do one yeah. thing at a time. Yeah. 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 So what advice do you have for parents that are going through this? And um, if you can just give some sort of like words of wisdom. I know we could go on and talk about this forever, but it's like, I just, um, you know, just for somebody that's maybe feeling like, Hey, I'm alone in this. And, um, so first I, I think the, one of the things that I, I feel is most important is not to take your child's mental health state state of mind mm -hmm. like because the second you do that i mean because we're already emotionally attached to our kids it's already hard it's already fucking hard to deal with yeah. that yeah but try not to take everything that they do personally right own and you know own own the stuff that you did do if they say you did something just listen yeah i think listening to our kids is huge um and if somebody would have told me these, these things, and then I'll get to like the wisdom part. Yeah. Um, when venting, they just want to vent Yeah. if they want a solution or to vent, fix the problem or shit. You might have to get that, cut that one out. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> Rap. 
we're leaving the funny tree squirrel. No, we're leaving it in. hundred percent we are. Yeah. But I think um just um one thing with dealing with your kiddos with their mental health or just in general is just to just did you like it when your kid your 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 parents yelled? Like it's literally like like that treat how treat the other person how you would want to be treated, you know, right. and just remember you were treated when you were a kid. That's that's where I come from when I mm-hmm. do everything. Um, I always come from that whole life coach coach yeah. stand now. Um, but just just know that as long as you are trying, because mm-hmm. I know we're you know parents we love our kids, right? Yeah, yeah, right. We all haven't been doing like if there's something on here that you know struck a chord with you and you're like oh shit i haven't been doing that like you're not a bad parent mm-hmm. you're not yeah just because your child has mental health issues you're not a bad parent yeah like sometimes it just happens yeah um and there's a lot of shit that our kids have to deal with that we don't even know yeah we especially don't. nowadays right yeah it's you know it's ridiculous and i know everybody wants to blame it on the damn social media and the cell phones but it's not just that mm-hmm like that too. I do, you know, yeah. so and bad times, but just know that you're not a bad parent. Yeah. Um, and that it's never too late to try to apologize, to mm-hmm. accept what it's never, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to get the help. It's never, it's never too late and you're not alone. Yeah. I feel so alone. Um, just you you got to be able to reach out to people too. I know I, it's hard for me. yeah for me too. Well, changing it into what it is now, like reaching yeah. out and doing what saved me. Yeah, for sure. Talking about tell your story. Yeah, you know, talk about it because just getting it off your chest is what like that's that's eighty percent of it right mm-hmm. there. Get out of you, so you're not yeah. just holding on to everything and and like asking for help when you need it because there are you know you're you're good friends and you know who they are they'll want to help they will like me for help like i've had that before because i don't ever ask anybody for help right so then proud to help you you know like oh shit i got yeah also like don't don't be afraid to reach out for help because i know that's something that we all do general you know but yeah those people are that love you they love you and they'll help you no matter what yeah i love it it's such an important message and so in saying that where can people follow you and follow your journey so i i honestly all my brain can handle um it really (laughs) i can't do like facebook and all that i have for my my aunt honestly my one aunt that uh, or two aunts that watch Facebook, they don't have Instagram. And I just post my stories on there for them. Um, yeah. Just to connect, you know, but at, so on Instagram at Christy Ren at Christy underscore Reynolds 21. Um, and my name, my username, I think is what it's called. Uh, you can tell I'm really yeah. savvy. We'll put it, you know what? We'll put it in the, all in the notes. Uh, we'll put it all in the notes. So people awesome. can find okay, it well, easy. You can follow- yeah. I have a TikTok. I don't use it. It's just, I yeah. honestly, I can't. It's too much. It is. I hear you. I can't do it. I know. 
I know. I know. I just finally hired somebody to like start managing my social media because I'm like, uh, I can't do this. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. I mean, obviously, I'll still do my, it's still me and my content, but it's like the planning it, the posting oh, yeah. it. It's a whole nother job. A whole nother job. So, so yeah, we'll definitely post that uh, in the show notes. So, anyways, I just want to thank you. Like, honestly, like I said, I just wanted to get you on here. Um, I am such like a huge advocate for mental health and just, you know, going through my own and just, I see it every day. And it's funny after you've gone through it, you seem to like really you're, you connect with others. Right. And you can see then other people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you share your experiences. And again, you know what, I've never went dealt with it from a mom's point of view. Um, but I'm thinking about myself when I went through it, what was going through my mom and dad's heads. Right. Because I, I know that it was, right. and I was an adult and, um, um, you know, it was, I know it was super tough for them. And, yeah. um, so it's, it's so important to people to know like the resources and just, you know, some coping mechanisms, right. And some signs to maybe look for. And again, yeah, just, you know what, you didn't do anything wrong. Right. It's that's the thing. It's it isn't right, your fault. Did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. anyway, thank you so much. And um honestly, I, I could talk to you all day. Oh no, it's super yeah. You're so much you're so much fun and so easy to talk to. I gotta come I to Montana. Love- Montana's been on my list, you know? You need to come out, man. We'll I have know. Fun. Fire. We'll sit around the fire. We'll yeah. Just be fine. Yeah. No, be awesome. Be oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, we will be staying in touch. Um, so thank you everyone for listening in. And again, uh, check the show notes for all of Christie's info and you can uh, find her there. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Oh, so good. Yay. Oh my God. I love it. It was nice and flowy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wasn't. I had to fidget though, because I'm just a fidgety person. Oh well. I'm like that- moving because my mic, I like I'm trying to get an extender thing for my mic, but I can't find one that fits on my computer. Uh yeah, it keeps glitching. I know. But good though. It- thank you so much for having me yes, on. That was fun. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. And um wow. Yeah, so it'll run not tomorrow, but the fall. I'll let you know. Like, I'll let okay. you know. And then when it does, like, I'll share. But yeah, send me a photo that you want and just like a little write up and, okay. and everything. Yeah, cool. And and will you share with me? Like, like oh, the link? Like- send it to my family. because my- oh, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like I send this all to my editor and he puts it all together with the intro outro. Um, and then once I have that and the day it goes, cause it's Tuesday, every Tuesday afternoon. So I'll let you know. And then I'll send you the link. And- awesome. Look at all big time editor and all that. Shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I realize what I'm good at and what I'm really shitty at. And I'm shitty at that. And you're like, here's pace to help somebody else on their journey. Right. right? Totally. Totally. Okay. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day off and um, we will chat soon. I will. Thank you.
Cool. Okay. Talk soon. Thank you Bye. so much. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hustle Culture Hater Club podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the HCHC.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Instagram.com slash the Hustle Culture Hater Club. If you'd like to speak with us, please send us an email through podcast at the HCHC.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe and stay fully up to date. Until next time.